Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you doing? Huh? Man, you sound good. You sound good. If this is your first time here, my name's Craig, and I'm the pastor here, and I am so honored that you're here today. We are going to baptize some people in a little bit, but I want to talk to you first, because I can. Um, and before I even jump into the I Dig My Church message series that we're working on, I want to share a couple really important announcements with you. So, so tune in right here for just a second. Not that you're going to ignore the rest of it, but I need you to tune in. All right, we have been talking about and working on building up to take a, a vision offering on October 6th, right, for lollipops and redoing. That's the skating rink at the other end of the building. Talking about redoing that for um, the skate park and all of that. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just saying we have been working on doing that offering on October 6th, right? Everybody got that? All right. We need to move the date of the offering, the vision offering, to October 20th. Okay, just some logistical reasons and some things. So I'm just so the the vision offering, and we'll talk more about it as it comes up. But the vision offering will be October 20th. Okay, when are we doing take the vision offering? Okay, thank you. Um, so that's that. And then listen, I'm so excited about next week. Next week, do you dig your church? Yes. Next week we are going to take church to our community. We're going we're gonna to go serve out in the community. This is a crazy idea. This is a radical idea. Um, we're going to come together for one service time at 10 o'clock, one service time. We're all going to jam in here for one time at what time? 10, 10 o'clock. And then we're going to go out into our community. We're going to come together. We're going to worship. We're going to take communion. And then we're going to go out into our community, and we're going to serve. We're going to serve um, and do some serve projects in Olive Branch, South Haven, Horn Lake, Walls, Hernando, and Whitehaven. And so we're just spreading out. We're taking Jesus to our city. We, we moved here a long time. This is like one of my passions. This is like my biggest passion because this is why we moved here. We, Patty and I moved here to start a church, not just to feed Christians. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm going to shuck the corn today on that one, by the way, so we'll get there in a second. But um, not about just feeding fat and happy Christians. We, we moved here to take Jesus to people who need Jesus. We, we, we want to we serve where God has put us. We can't just keep coming into church and just being all self-centered and focus on us. I mean, we got Jesus, right? I mean, we have Jesus came from his happy place down to life to give us peace and grace and love and mercy. And it's our job to get out of our comfy seats and get out there and show them grace love and mercy and so next week uh, we're going to do this all right so don't don't nobody say i'm just not going to go that sunday i don't want to serve straight to hell is where you'll go no, i'm kidding you won't. you won't but come on let's let's lean in all right let's lean in let's serve our community i think it's been a long time church should be about serving its community i, I just i believe that all right so what are we going to do next week we're going to we're going to serve we're going to serve somebody i think it's a song isn't it anyway all right, so on to I Dig My Church. We'll, uh, we've been looking at Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 4, and it's just this idea of what church looks like. It's actually the mission of the church. And so uh, we're going to look at different phrases. We're going to look at the phrase today. We've just been doing this throughout the week. So let, let's just read this together. Well, I say together. I'm going to read it. Y'all just sit there, but you can follow along. Um, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, 
to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. By the way, I can't wait to get to that one. We're going to have a good time. Um, um, That they may be called trees of righteousness or oaks of righteousness. Right? We talked about that the first week where what we do in here, this is all to grow us to become oaks of righteousness so that we can look good. No, no. So that we can be, everybody look at us and go, oh, you cool. No, no. So that who can be glorified? So that God can be glorified. That's what it's all about. Now, today we're going to look at this phrase to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those that are bound. All right. Now, it's, it's two statements, but they got a nice and in the middle, a conjunction if you want to go to English class. And so it goes together, two separate statements, but they're part of the same thing. It's kind of like, like a swimming pool. You know, you got your shallow end and you got your deep end. And you, 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 I, I learned to swim when I was younger, but before I learned to swim, my, all, like all my cousins had pools. I didn't grow up with a pool, but they all had pools. And so we would get over to their house, and all my cousins knew how to swim, so they would go, to the deep end, of course. And then there's a little skinny Craig. I was like that big around with my little floaties on, you know, even in the shallow end, just kind of bobbing around. And I'd always say, hey, y'all, come, come play with me in the shallow end. And they're like, no, bro, right? You're weird. And so every now and then I would get brave. And you've seen little kids do this, right? You, they grab the edge of the pool and they, they inch all the way down. And by the time they get in the deep end, they're like, ah, ah, ah. they're tinkling and out. Ah, they're so brave, so brave. But the way I had to learn to swim, right? It was a process to learn to go from the shallow end to the deep end. You don't just jump in without floating some. You're going, you won't make it. You have to learn the process. And this, these two phrases, it's actually a process of taking us from being outside the pool into the shallow end, and then a lot of people stop right there, but the Lord doesn't want us to stop right there. He's provided a whole lot of stuff for us to go ahead and learn the process to get in the deep end of the pool. Now, this phrase, proclaim liberty to the captive, it actually goes back, we're going to go old school here for a second, it goes back to Leviticus chapter 25. Now, Leviticus is the law for the Jewish people, the the Old Testament law, and in the law, you you should go home and read it. It's a doozy of a read. Leviticus... You know, in there, he teaches them how to, how to take care of themselves, even like hygiene stuff, talks to them about how to go to the bathroom. Yep, it's in Leviticus, all kinds of stuff. But one of the things he talks about in Leviticus is he lays out this plan for a thing called the year of Jubilee. All right, and that's where these two verses come together. So check this out. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10, it says this, And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim, proclaim what? That was kind of weak. Come on. Proclaim liberty. liberty. That's where these verses tie together. Proclaim liberty, freedom throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return. Man, don't miss this. This is so cool. Each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. The year of jubilee, he goes on to explain more, but every 50 years... What they would do is that everything was, okay, do you guys, anybody in here old enough to remember the Atari 2600? Like eight of us. The rest of you, God bless you. Wow, how young are you? Okay, let me explain. The Atari 2600 was the greatest gaming console of all time. It changed the world. And one button changed the world. All the way over to the right, there was a button called reset. (laughs) Baby, it didn't matter how, how bad you were doing in a game. Or if your friend was playing, how good he was doing, it didn't matter. You just reach over and just reset, boom, right? Just redo right there. And that, the year of Jubilee is a reset. In the 50th year, everybody that was a slave got set free. 
Everybody that had slaves set them free. If you lost your home due to bills or whatever, you got it back. All your, come on, all your credit card debt, how many need a year? All their credit card debt, gone, reset. Cars, reset, paid for. Your home, paid for, done. How many want to bring back the year of Jubilee to the United States of America? I expected way more than that. I'm, I'm all in. I'm voting for it. But anyway, so what they were saying is, listen, everything is set free. You're set free. Proclaim liberty. And so the same thing ties into this verse in Isaiah and into the New Testament living. Listen, it's saying Jesus Christ came, and because of that, now we are set free. Your debt of sin is canceled. It's gone. The things that have held you hostage, the habits you have, the insecurities that are in you, you are set free. They are no longer a part of your life. And the crowd goes wild. That was really, I said, the crowd goes wild. Now, before you go wild, you have to ask yourself, who was the year of Jubilee for? Who, who's actually being proclaimed free, given freedom? Who, who is it? Um, and when you look at it, the year of Jubilee was not for the outsiders. Okay, just track with me for a second, okay? It was not for the outsiders. It was only for the insiders. Let me just put this in our language just for a little bit, okay? I'm going to merge New Testament and Old Testament, but it was not meant for non-Christians, okay? I'm, I'm kind of putting it together. Are you tracking with me? Just kind of the language here. It, it was the year of Jubilee was for the insiders. It was for the Christians. It was for those who were part of the family of God. That's who it was for. So freedom was for those that were already part of God's kingdom. So you can fill in the blank. Declaring liberty to the captives is not about connecting to God, but rather setting those people free that are already connected to God. <laughs> See, I hear some, some of you are like, now, Pastor Craig, you are obviously been smoking the wacky weed because I grew up in church, and I know the Bible since I was four years old, and I know the pastors taught me all kinds of things, and they told me that if I would turn my heart over and surrender my heart to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he'd wash me in the blood of the Lamb and remove the debt of sin. He'd take away all my habits, all my addictions, all my problems. My life would be pure as the driven snow with no more issues. And if you believe that, you're the one smoking the wacky weed. I mean, you see, but here, here's the crazy thing. A lot of people in church world believe that. And, and, and that's why we have so many. I'll, I'm going to just throw out a number. I'm making it up. But probably tens of thousands of people who are saved, loving Jesus, heaven bound, and they're miserable. They, they, they love Jesus. If they died right now, yep, heaven, glory, hallelujah. I mean, like they, they've been saved. But every day they're struggling with habits. They're struggling with addictions. They're struggling with insecurities. They're struggling with broken relationships, messed up finances, all of these things. And they're like, I, I, I can't really work on that because I can't really even admit that that's there because I'm saved by grace. But I got a truckload of crap I'm dealing with. Anybody in the house? Anybody in the house? See, here, here's the problem. Those people, they've experienced, they're in the shallow end of the pool. They have experienced the saving grace of Jesus Christ, but they are not walking in the power of his freedom. 
I'm going to say it again. There's a lot of people in the shallow end of the pool. They have experienced the grace, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, that is like, woohoo. But there's a process to learn to walk in the freedom that he's provided for you. And we have to proclaim liberty to the captives, the captives that are in the church. <laughs> I'm not crazy. This is like in the Bible. Okay, I'm a little crazy, but it's still in the Bible, right? The, the captives that are in the church. You're here, you love Jesus, and you are still struggling with addictions. You are still struggling with habits. But listen, I'm going to proclaim liberty. The, the word jubilee means, means uh, roughly translated, it means a joyful trumpet blast. Okay? And so you've, you've heard those before. Right? Right? It's just... So let me proclaim to you, jubilee. You don't have to be held hostage by your addictions any longer. The insecurities that you've been struggling with for decades can be broken like that in the name of Jesus Christ. habit that's been in your family for generations, you no longer have to deal with that. You can be set free, and we need to proclaim liberty to the captives in the house of the Lord. Beep, 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 beep. There's freedom. There's freedom. Don't get stuck in the shallow end. Don't get stuck thinking this is all there is because it's not. Look, look at this. Look at this verse because some of you are like, that's real nice, Craig, but it's not in the Bible. Ho, ho, ho. Au contraire, mon frère. Psalm 116, verse 18 says this, Oh God, here I am, your, your what? It doesn't say you're pagan. It doesn't say you're sinner. It doesn't say the outcast. It doesn't say, no, no. Hey God, here I am, your servant. Not only that, I'm your, I'm your faithful servant. I'm in church every Sunday. Boom. I'm part of a small group. What you think about that? What? Come at me, bro. I am faithful. I give in the offering. I give tithe. I'm part of the vision offering. I, I am your faithful servant. I do all this stuff. And look at his prayer. Set me free. Set me free. Because even though I'm faithful, I'm a servant. I love Jesus. He saved me. I am still struggling with stuff. Does anybody in the house struggle still with stuff? Let me tell you something. Beep, 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 beep. That didn't sound very happy, did it? Beep, 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 beep. I want to proclaim liberty over you today. What you have going on in your life right now, you do not have to keep living that way. There is freedom through the power of the Holy Spirit to set you free from generational stuff, from insecurities, from habits, from addiction. There is a freedom that we need to learn to walk in. We need to learn. It's not all of a sudden, I'm swimming. No, it's a process. We walk with the Lord and we learn. And that's why I dig my church. Because this is a place where there is freedom to learn to swim. I I dig my church because this is a place where you can, watch this, you can belong before you believe. This is a place where you are accepted and loved and we want to accept you. Well, let, me, let me say it this way. I'm going to just pause. If you're here 
and you're a South Pointer, right? And you're saved and you love Jesus and you're in the deep end. You, you, you like, you, you deep end people. You're like, bro, you swim. You deep end. Holy Ghost, deliverance, whoop, glory, all that. You swim. Be careful that you don't get judgmental. You need to keep accepting other people just like you were accepted when you first came. Because just like my cousins, they, they were real good at making fun of me because I couldn't swim, even though they could swim, but they didn't remember the day where they couldn't swim. We need to help each other, okay? So, so how do you hear this jubilee? How do you hear this, this thing of jubilee? Here we go. Here's the first one, because this will set you free. Listen to the word. Listen to the word. Read your Bible. It worked back then. It works today. It'll work tomorrow. If you say, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to read. Open it up. Find the book of Proverbs, okay? Read a, a chapter of Proverbs every single day for one month, and then repeat. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. It's really good. In fact, Proverbs covers, you ready for this? All of the Proverbs covers three things. It covers the three M's. You can remember this. It covers Dealing with your money. It deals with dealing with your mouth. Come on, somebody. He preaching now. I don't like it, but he preaching. Your money, your mouth, and your morals. How about that's deep in? Read the word. Here, and then here's fill in the blank. We need to line up our life with the Bible, not our past. Not our past. A lot of times we just say, well, that's how I am. We'll even say things like that's how I was made. That is not, you can say all that stuff all day long, but if it doesn't line up with the Bible, then it's not true. You're believing a lie, you're living in a lie, and the Bible breaks the yoke of that. It breaks the lie. In fact, in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it pierces even to the dividing asunder, that's King James, dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And it's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the word of God. That's powerful. That's powerful. So listen to the word. Here's the second one. Listen to your pastor. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, if, if this is not your church, you have a church, listen to your pastor. If... If you're here because your pastor offended you, you probably need to go back and be offended. It's obviously something you need to work on. Yeah. Come on, listen to your pastor. So many people run around because they get offended. Did the pastor stand up and say, Jesus Christ is not the Son of God? You know, is he preaching heresy? If he's preaching heresy, then yep, leave. But if it's just a difference of opinion, suck it up and grow. Eight people clapping are from other churches. They're, they're like, all the South Pointers are like, man, that's kind of harsh, bro. Here's the third one. Listen to your faith community. Listen to your faith. Be a part of a small group. Get around some people. Listen to your faith community. Listen to them. That's how we grow. We grow in circles, okay? Now, the second part of this, yes, I know. He's already playing music, and yes, I'm at the end, and you're like, man, you got more to cover. I got it, okay? Relax. Here's the deal. This second part, we proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prisons to those that are bound. The opening of the prisons to those that are bound. Are, have anybody ever been to prison? Okay, you don't have to raise your hand. I've been to prison a couple times, and, uh, and so you're like, well, that explains everything, right? 
I went to share the word. I went to preach and, you know, and, and teach and do some counseling and stuff. But my first time going in, it was a jail in uh, Naples, Florida. And I will never forget it. I will never forget it. Um, I walked in, you know, at the front desk, you give your, your keys, your cell phone, you give all your stuff. You've got nothing left in your pockets. And then you open that first door. They open the first door, right? And the door opens. And you walk in. And then that door closed. And I just walk forward like I'm just going to walk through the next door. Yeah, bro, that don't happen. You know, I push on it. And nothing happens. I'm like, there's nothing to pull. You know, there's no handle. I'm just like, so then I turn, I think, well, I'm wrong. So I turn around and nope, that one's locked too. I'm screwed, right? So I'm in this little, probably five foot by five foot square, you know, and I'm, I know I was probably only in there maybe five or 10 seconds. You know, it really wasn't that long, but can I tell you something? It felt like an eternity. And when you're trapped without a key and a way out, it can feel like an eternity, Little problems seem huge. Your life is falling apart, and you don't know how to put it back together because you don't have the key. There's no way I could open either door because I didn't have the key, but somebody had the key. Yeah. Revelation 1.18, Jesus said, I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death, the the death and hell that you're going through, he is the key to unlock it and get you out. The death and hell over your finances, he's the key to get you out. The death and hell over your sin and the debt of sin that you're carrying, he is the key to get you out. You can't do it on your own. And that's what exists in this place at the same time. People that need to be set free and actually get in the pool and experience saving grace, and at the same time, people that need to be, have liberty proclaimed over them. My name's Craig Wendell, and that's why I dig my church. This is a great place. Let me, let me pray for us, and then we'll, we'll baptize some folks. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for these awesome people. I thank you for this beautiful house that you've given us. I thank you for these beautiful people. And Lord, right now, I just ask that you proclaim liberty over the captives. Father, that we'll just, in our spirit, in our souls, we'll hear that trumpet blast and realize we are in the process of learning to be set free from the strongholds that the enemy has set up, that they've been there for years, possibly decades, but today is the day that I recognize there is freedom to be had. There's freedom to be had. And then, Lord, those that are in this house that are not, they don't know you, they don't have a relationship with you, but they need to. They need to. Father, we want, I want you to set them free this morning. I want you to save them, forgive them of their sins, let them get in the beautiful, shallow end of the pool with the being saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Still praying with your eyes closed, your head bowed, that's you right there. You need to give your heart to the Lord this morning. I'm not going to embarrass you. I ain't calling you down front just right, because this is a personal decision right where you are. You're ready to say, I needed the key to get my life back together. I need to get out of this. It's not going well. And you want to give your heart to the Lord right now. Raise your hand up. Come on, raise your hand up and hold it up. I'm going to count because you're not alone. Come on, hold it up. Hold it up. One, two, three, four, five, six. Father, I thank you for these six people. Father, I thank you that they're, they're, they're just recognizing self-awareness. I need Jesus Christ. I need a Savior in my life. So, Father, I ask that you do exactly what your word says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if they'll confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, if they'll tell everybody, oh, I'm saved, I'm a follower of Christ, he forgave me of my sins, and they believe in their heart that you raised him from the dead, that you, raised, that you were raised from the dead, that they shall be saved. So, Father, save them to the uttermost. 
Father, forgive them of their sins, wash them clean, set them free, and let their lives never be the same again. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.